go. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're rolling. Peyton Rutkowski. <laughs> I didn't butcher the last name. No, no, you didn't. I, uh, I'm super glad that you're here. I'm excited to pick your brain. Um, before I dive in, though, I want to kind of tee up the reasons why I'm excited to pick your brain yeah. and give the audience a little bit of insight into who you are. Okay. Um, so first and foremost, you're our production manager here at Ascent Digital, which is your full-time, you know, your full-time job, your main gig. Main gig. But there's so much more than just that to you. I'll share with you, Nicole and I, my wife, we joke all the time that Peyton's like the cool chick. No. Because there's all of these cool, unique things about you um, that I think are really, really cool and excited to, because it kind of makes up this whole package of, of who Peyton who Peyton is. So for the audience, yep. you are our production manager. Yeah. One of the most talented videographers that I've ever had the pleasure of working with. Just in, insane talent behind Appreciate the camera. <laughs> You're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You have Durango Candle Company that you have grown tremendously and done a great job with with your own business ownership. Thank you. Um, you're a hockey player and a badass hockey player at that. For everybody listening, I have watched Peyton play with the men, grown men. men. <laughs> and uh, I've even seen you check them to the ground and yeah. like get after it in the hockey rink. Yeah. Um, you're a musician. Yeah. You're a cook. You are, uh, you know, a dog mom. <laughs> there's so much more to it too. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think now, but there's all these like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look at your Instagram and you'll be, it's random. You'll be doing the most adventurous stuff or at yeah. the symphony or whatever. Yeah. So there's all of these, you're, I, go ahead. I think about that a lot. Like when people like stop on my Instagram, they're like, what does she do? <laughs> like, what? yeah, it's, it's crazy. What's cool about it though, is that you've, you're, you're living this life with a ton of what I'll consider rich experiences, mm-hmm. uh, a ton of depth and wide variety of, of things. You're also our resident astrology expert. I forgot to mention yeah. that. So that <laughs> it's worth mentioning that. Um, what, at, what makes things even more remarkable in my opinion is that, you know, we've got this resume that's that long yeah. and you're only 24. Yeah. So it's really cool to see not only the depth and the expertise in which you've kind of approached your life, but the rapidness with it too. And so there's all of these and, you know, for everybody listening to there's Peyton and I, uh, you know, we, we get along great and we don't get along great because we have such similar, you know, similar personalities, but I'm super excited to like pick your brain, get into your mind a little bit and, you know, learn about the world according to, to Peyton, because the things you've accomplished at such a young age Mm -hmm. is incredibly uncommon, especially now. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we were first starting Ascent and you had Peak Motion yeah. running. Yeah. And, you know, we've always been professional collaborators and following each other on Instagram, kind of watching mm-hmm. watching the journeys. But you've been getting after it yeah, always. Yeah. Where does that come from? Like where, you know, because so many people are, are more of like, you know, they graduate college and they want to find a job yeah. or do the thing and you're like I want to do all the things you know so I'm going to be honest and I think you and I are in the same this way but like I get bored really easily so I like finding different things to like put my energy into and I don't like doing the same stuff so I'm not going to want to do hockey every single day of the week or I'm not going to want to like 
cook or bake every single night. Like I like changing it up because like I get bored really easily. I think that's kind of like where it stems from for sure. Why do you think, but why, you know, but you stick with things consistently. So it's like, do you, are you feeling that you find fulfillment from the variety of things you know, weekly, like the, the routine side of it is what bores you. Cause the thing doesn't bore you. Right. Yeah. That's a good question. I think like, I don't know, like, again, like I just get really, really bored. So it's easy to just like occupy myself with a bunch of different activities and do it, whether it's every day or like every week or whatever. Like I just enjoy going into multiple outlets of life. Like, I don't know. And just being a creative person, like there's so many outlets out there, like music or painting or baking or whatever like I just enjoy doing it all one thing that I think is noteworthy you know we've talked about the variety of these things that you do yeah but you also don't half-ass any of them like you're you're, you know the you're you're kind of all in on on all of that help me understand that a little bit the the mentality behind how you approach these different, you know, these different components of your life. Yeah. Um, I was definitely raised as a person to not go half-ass. Um, if you're going to do something, do it right. Um, and I take that obviously with everything that I do because I'm not here to waste my time and I want to go and get things. It's not like with Durango Candle, I want to be a billionaire with it or whatever. Like, that's not the point. It's just like, I'm going to put all my energy in it, in it. And if it fails, like, I know like I'm not going to regret it like yeah it's I think it was yesterday we were driving to meet with a client and we were talking about I I think it was yesterday um this idea of like I I share that that perspective you know if if I were to die tomorrow or in a hundred years I don't care but what I do care is that when people are at my funeral they're saying you know he went all in yeah left it all left it all on the field the scariest part is what if like just thinking about it, like anything you do, what if I did better? Or what if I did this? Like just do it, you know? So how do you find the things to pursue? And and specifically, I'd love to, to get a little bit more in depth on the videography yeah. side of things. Um, you know, going all in and, and pursuing things with, with that full intensity to not have those, those what if yeah. questions, but it also feels like you've got a true passion for the things that you're doing, especially video. I mean, and that's why the quality stands out so much because you not only have you gone all in and you've got some natural talent with it, but there's a passion and some intensity from it. A hundred percent. How two part question. Part number one is how do you find the things that are worthy of you at your energy, worthy of you going all in. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I'd love to hear the journey, you know, from videography and, and how you've, discovered that as a passion and kind of explored it and yeah turned it into where it is now um I think why being at Ascent and just doing videography in general like I like to excel at it and do my best is because again I like to get or I get bored pretty easily and being able to work with multiple clients in an array of different categories is like to me so fulfilling because you get to like spend your energy like I don't know, working with the symphony and doing stuff like that or working with a specific restaurant or just anything like that. It's just, I don't know, it's more fulfilling being able to change things up and like put all my energy into like different categories of life. And I think that's what's 
fun. Helping you avoid the boredom with yeah. this. Yeah. But yeah. with the same, yeah. the same medium. Yeah, exactly. Tell me about how it all started. So I started videography when I was, well, let's back up. I was in high school and I did newspaper and I was making like magazine spreads for a newspaper, whatever. Um, and writing stories, getting photos and stuff like that. And our school decided to put in TVs in the hallway. And that to me was an opportunity to get into the video game. Cause I always like wanted to do that. So I obviously have a passion for sports. So I took it on myself to just go to a bunch of sporting events and games and whatever, and just shoot them and make like mini promos to put up on the big screens like in the hallways and stuff and it was so fun because our school was packed we had like 3,600 kids go to Grandview and um just being able to walk down the hall and everyone like see the recap of the game or like the promo of the game coming up tonight like was really cool and people were like talking about it and like I think from there video just kind of like that was the spark and I kind of just kept with that and then I obviously continued newspaper I went to college at Fort Lewis and um, I got a major in journalism and multimedia. So just continued that path and um, a major also in marketing. So I just kind of combined those two because being able to apply it to a business setting and do something actually like realistic with it was definitely the goal. You said you took it on yourself. Yeah. Did you literally like take it on you like you just went and started filming I just went and filmed yeah and like we had to write the stories anyways for like the sports and everything but no one was doing video and I didn't even know if these videos were even going to show up on the TVs but I was like we'll just throw it on the website if it's not going to show up on the TVs so I just went and did it and it ended up we figured it out with the IT department <laughs> I remember too uh we were on an airplane flying back from I think we we're flying back from Arizona and you were showing me like these really you know, era one oh, yeah. footage from like <laughs> yeah. playing around with the, with the GoPro and stuff. And it, so it was so yeah. fun to see the growth. Yeah. And, and more so that like, th there's something clearly that, y you know, you've been passionate about video for a decade yeah. and for somebody who's only 24 to have a passion for a decade is significant. A third of your life, yeah. you know, you've been passionate about, about the video side of things, mm -hmm. which I think is, is cool. I want to hear, more of the mindset between like showing up the I took it on myself yeah. and and made it happen because uh, I've I've seen that happen in your life you know hearing that in high school makes so much sense for me because I, I've seen so many times <laughs> when you're like I'll be there yeah. I'll show up and you've got this like there's a confidence about you without a arrogance or cockiness at all it's a very like professional down to earth and it's probably because that confidence is grounded in you know a stack of evidence that, that yeah. you're where you should be yeah but I've seen how that contributes to your success as a videographer mm -hmm. you know jumping on bull shoots or you know in, yeah. in the bullpens at the PR <laughs> or the you know the the sidelines of college football games yeah. or, or whatever it is where do you think that came from that confidence to as you said take it on myself yeah and 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 show up like was that an intentional I want to do video so I'm going to do that or was it like I don't know help me understand this this confidence to 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 yeah uninhibitedly pursue these things and, and take it on yourself as you said yeah I like circling back around to it like I have a fear of what if and to me with the work that 
we do at Ascent or just in general, like with videography, it's like, what if I didn't go to the football game? Or like, what if I did go to the football game and get footage of their players or whatever? Like, what opportunities does that finally lead to? Or what opportunities does that open up? Like, to me, that's how I look at it. Because one, I'm enjoying what I do. And then on top of it, it's like, if I wasn't there, I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity. Because when you look back like multiple years, it's like, if I didn't join newspaper, I would probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now or I would come to it in a different way or I wouldn't be as good or I wouldn't be as far along like that's I think what's it's stemming from I love that that because it's like you by showing up to opportunities Mm -hmm. whether it's newspaper or yeah filming the the you know filming the sporting events or or anything in life really Mm -hmm. you allow all of the potential paths to stay an option yeah by not showing up you eliminate many you know potential potential life paths I love that I've never really thought about that of like if we show up we don't ever have to question what if yeah and it gives us the the opportunities to that's so relevant to my life and the experiences even from a professional perspective and even a life one of I've never regretted going to something. Yeah. I've, I've regretted many times not mm-hmm. or like letting fear of a failure, you know, hold me back or whatever, but showing up and like letting those opportunities kind of come to fruition. That's a cool way to think about it's even life like in general. Small stuff too. Like think about it just like from your standpoint of life. Like if I don't put on my shoes this morning and go for a run, like, is that going to affect my time? Like in the future, like you have to think about where you've come from like multiple years back and it's like dang if I didn't do that I would not be where I am at right now so it's like it's just interesting to like take inventory of like what you've done in the past and like what if I didn't do that you know is that what if or not that what that like mentality of showing up to keep all the opportunities open and knowing that it can lead to these other things Mm -hmm. has that always been an intentional mindset for you or or have you kind of grown into realizing that there's merit there because you've shown up like what happened Mm -hmm. first you knew that you had to keep showing up or you did and you saw that it was working yeah I think the what if is definitely rooted from fear and like I don't want it to say I'm ruling my life based off fear but I think it definitely stems from that like I had my own marketing company before Ascent and there was a lot of things like I wasn't doing um and to me it's like if I look back at that it's like what if, what did I do wrong? Or what if I did this or stuff like that? Like that part scares me. So going all in and doing something the right way is just, it's more rewarding. And you know, and and on the, like the marketing company side of it, yeah. for those what ifs, Mm -hmm. that wouldn't, you wouldn't have been nearly as, uh, of an ideal, you know, person for us to pursue had you not had that, even if it wasn't perfect. Yeah. So like even that one, you know, kind of going all in and and pursuing that, like, because it showed all these characteristics about you that I don't know if you even realized, like this, the ambition side of it and the business side of it and Mm -hmm. the customer interaction side of it, all of these other facets to success there Mm -hmm. that, you know, so many videographers have a portfolio. Yeah. It's being able to like apply it to business though, too. And I think that that's what I really like. And I would like to say at Excel, it's like, we say a lot of this and it's like we love to help businesses grow because then we grow 
And I think that's just like the most important part. It's like, I'm going to grow as much as I can and do the best I can with everything that I do. And that's not what I was doing at peak motion. Like that was more just like, I'm getting this done. I'm getting this done. Like that's, what's the difference between ascent and peak motion. And because from a personal perspective, you were feeling like growth was being inhibited or, or that you weren't set up to thrive. Like what was the driving factor? Um, I didn't have like the infrastructure I needed to grow as much as I did. And I think that's why our partnership was well, or like me coming onto a set and working for you guys was probably best because I, I knew what I was good at and I knew what I was bad at and you guys were really good at what I was bad at. So it made it really easy to win, 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 win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So I'm curious cause, and for the audience to know to a little more, I, I, I spaced some of these when I was giving the introduction, but some more context and some more depth for Peyton and some, some of the reasons why to be totally honest, I, I admire you for so many ways because you have this growth mindset that you've applied in so many other, you know, in so many other components of your life. Yeah. I know for a very long time you were not drinking alcohol and, you know, focusing on, on exercise and things like that. Mm -hmm. And some of that stuff was so, well, I'll be totally honest with you. It inspired me. Like I remember when it's been a while back now and, and you weren't drinking. And I think we were, yeah, it was a situation in which the drinking was normal it, yeah. a, a client thing or a Christmas party or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you were just confidently like, no, I'm, I'm not drinking. Like I'm it's all this. good. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, I want to be able to say that. Yeah. Like how cool was that for, you know, again, an early twenties, yeah. know, a young female to not be drinking too is even more. That was the weird part. And now we're four days in to yeah. the caffeine oh gosh to the yeah. caffeine cleanse. Yeah, for everyone out there i'm not drinking caffeine this year which has been probably harder than alcohol <laughs> i'm sure but that's those are those things that i observe all along the way that are insightful to like these larger character traits mm-hmm. you know and 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 i think that it's it it just speaks to kind of your mentality between behind who you want to be yeah. and the life that you want to have yeah. and things like that. I would love to hear like who in their right mind would say, I'm going to just stop drinking caffeine or I'm going to stop drinking yeah. or, you know, whatever. What, what's your, what's your mindset and your thought process behind those intentional. Mm-hmm. And that's what's, it's important to mention that too. It's not like, you know, Peyton got a DUI yeah, and they're no. like, no drink. Like these are choices that you're intentionally making. Yeah. There's gotta be a reason. Yeah. And, and I've, and I've, it's also worth mentioning. It's not just a one-off. Mm-hmm. Like I'm using these two examples, but I've seen time and time again, you purposefully make these decisions yeah. that are hard, mm-hmm. but you make them with conviction and with confidence and, and you stick with them. Yeah. Why? I like the challenge. Um, I do drink coffee every day because I have a hard job and like you got to stay up. Like the rest of the world. Yeah, exactly. Like we all drink coffee. Um, And to me, like just looking at my New Year's resolutions, I was just like, I need to like do something this year that's going to top last year. Um, And caffeine was, it's freaking hard. Um, And I think it's more than just, oh, saying like, oh, I'm not drinking caffeine for a year or something like that. Like it's more of just like, can I do that? You know, like just having the mindset of, yeah, can I do that? Why do you feel, what's the value 
in testing yourself and in, in, in those, can I do that mm-hmm. moments? Why? So I'm going to get a little deep and I'm okay with getting a little bit deep right now, but, um, for probably three full years of my life, I struggled with addiction and it wasn't from alcohol, but it was other stuff. Um, and during that time I didn't have control. And I think part of it now is being able to like test my mind and like the strength of being able to get over something like that. Now it's like, okay, well, if I got over something that big, like what can I do now? So it's more of just like training it and testing my ability to like get over something big like that. Like you, you feel like there's a need to prove to yourself that you still have that. Cause overcoming addiction in the first place is that's done. Yeah. You know, like that, that was accomplished. Right. Why the need to continue yeah. these like mental, the, the do intentionally choosing hard things. I'll give you an analogy. If you're running for a race and you're training for it and you're done with that race, are you going to stop training? depends after my after <laughs> yeah, my 100 miler i'm probably I'm done. No, but I'm done. <laughs> of course not you know what i mean like there's always like something next that you're working towards and like we think about physical challenges and training like physically and we also think about like mental challenges and stuff like that or emotional challenges and i think it's important to like train each one of those and that's kind of just like what i'm doing yeah are you finding that it's impacting other components of your life yeah like you get into the habit of saying no to a urge. Um, and that goes with, Oh, like I want this bag of chips right now, or I want this soda right now, or just something like that. Like it's more of just training your mind to say no to things that you really, really want that aren't necessarily good for you. And I think that goes across the board with everything. Are you familiar with the concept that discipline equals freedom? Yeah. I love it because it's a lot of like what you're talking about and it's so cool because it's counterintuitive on the surface. Yeah. Like being disciplined is the opposite of freedom. (laughs) But when you see people that practice discipline, they have the most freedom of anybody in the world. Mm -hmm. And I love that when it comes to, you know, like for me right now, I've been having, I've been forced to test my discipline (laughs) on my physical pursuits, you know, with with my running training for, Mm -hmm. for my ultra and things like that. But then you also see like, when I've had financial discipline, yeah. now I have financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Or when I've had discipline with you know, my diet, then mm-hmm. I've got freedom mm-hmm. with my diet. Or discipline in these other, discipline with the business mm-hmm. eventually will lead to freedom yeah. with the business. And these things where like the discipline equals freedom idea, I think that that relates a lot to what you're talking about with proving to yourself that you can have the discipline to say no to urges as I, as I think, how yeah. you, you know, you kind of, kind of called it, which I think is, there's an interesting thought there too, because I think a lot of times people sacrifice long-term, like big picture visions mm-hmm. for short-term urges or like the easier route and forget that that makes the longer, the, you know, the bigger goal so much worse. further away. Yeah. Yeah. And you said the other day, like, this quote actually resonated with me and I actually have never heard it before, but the quote, like pick your heart, that freaking resonated with me. I was like, dang, like either you can do it now or wait and put it off and have all the anxiety to do it later. Like just pick your heart and do it now. You know, like, I love that. Isn't that that a good resonated one? so much. I love that. <laughs> that. So, you know, to a little bit of, of depth there too, but, uh, we've got some addiction struggles in my family Yeah, and 
we were at a rehab facility mm-hmm. and they had these slides playing at the beginning the family comes and they have like these motivational slides with quotes and images and stuff and then they did this guided meditation and we went into the whole there was a family week Mm -hmm. at the at the facility and that was one of the quotes on the on the on the on the screen and then my dad gets credit for really like pounding it into the rest of the family and so we've thought of that in so many different ways like you know being fat is hard yeah being fit is hard all of it's hard. Pick your heart. Pick one. You know, uh, being broke is hard. Yeah. Saving money is hard. Would Pick you your ra- heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather do something hard and still have money or what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's almost that like intentionally doing hard things, discipline equals freedom, pick your heart, whatever. Intentionally doing hard things sets you up for success for actually an easier, mm-hmm. you know, an, an easier, an easier life. Yeah. All right. Do you feel like. Do you feel like that's contributed to your your career growth too? Or, you know, has that presented itself more in your personal life? I think both. Um, as far as, like, career goes, um, there's so many projects where you can look at it and say, like, dang, this is going to be incredibly hard. But also looking at, again, the what if, what if I don't do that? And having that, like, guilt at the end of it, like, oh, I didn't freaking do that project. Like, this sucks. Like, pick your heart. You know, like that's just like the the worst thing to think about. It's like as far as business goes, just not doing something that you could do if you just put in the effort, if you just put in blood, sweat, and tears. Like that's the worst. Where does this mentality come from? (laughs) Because, you know, you've got... And at the risk of jumping to a con- to you know assumptions, which right, I right. I would not want to do, yeah. There's a lot of times when people will say like I have an old soul or whatever, mm-hmm. and really what that means is that they've been through some shit, or, yeah. You know, and like I look at your perspective mm-hmm. on life mm-hmm. and your age, yeah. And man, I'm like, man, what I wouldn't give to have had that. You know, like we share a similar perspective, but I'm 10 years older than you. Yeah. And, and you know, it took 10 you years. You make me feel to, like an old soul. Jeez. <laughs> but it took 10 years more of experience for me to get those. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, I'll, I'll share with you that it's a powerful thing. I, I wish I would have had this this clarity that you have in these these life perspectives early on. Yeah. I'd be way further ahead than I am now. You know, I had to. Don't I, regret that, I have to, No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Um, I have to. I have a tendency of. I, if you tell me the stove's hot, I won't believe you until I touch it. So yeah. I, I have to learn lessons the hard way, which is why now I have an abundance of, you know, wisdom from lessons learned. But yeah. I'm curious, you know, cause, cause again, to reiterate, I think that not only is I, is your perspective and your outlook on life so refreshing mm-hmm. and so inspiring and so, so remarkable. Yeah. But again, it's happening for somebody who's in their twenties. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to, you know, get inside your head a little bit and, and hear how, did, how have you arrived, how have you arrived at some of these, these conclusions? Like, where does this come from? Where does this depth and, and yeah. these insights come from? Yeah. Like, I'm going to be honest. I didn't have the best childhood. Um, definitely had to work out a lot of stuff by myself and just deal with a lot of stuff. I don't let that define me now, but I think there's a lot of value in the statement of the best things come from the dark. Like you can only see a light in the dark. Um, and I think you have to apply that to the rest of your life. Like the hardest struggles and the hardest things are going to 
teach you the best lessons, you know? And I think part of my childhood, like, taught me a lot of freaking lessons to not waste my time, to do things all in, to um, avoid people that aren't necessarily good for you. Like, it might suck to say goodbye to them, but you have to move on and you have to grow. And I'm not going to be too hippie about it right now, but you have to, like, shed your skin a little bit. Um, and I think that definitely applies both to like life and business. Do you feel like, and it's actually interesting because it's kind of along the lines of that, you know, pick your heart or yeah. discipline equals freedom. But looking back now on your life with some of those adversities or, or those hard times, mm-hmm. do you feel like you could be where you are now? without them? Absolutely not. I truly believe everything happens for a reason, whether it sucks, whether it's awesome, like anything, everything happens for a reason. And you're here right now because of all of those things that preceded. It's an interesting dilemma that I've, I've been contemplating recently is like these balances of a firm grasp on life and, you know, these grounded, grounded perspectives. Mm Mm-hmm without the adversity and I'm not sure if it's possible. Yeah. You know, like I and, and I've been looking at it lately from a the perspective of a father, you mm-hmm. know, and, and raising my kids and yeah. wanting to give them the best life possible, but I also want them to be resilient. Yeah. And confident mm-hmm. and, you know, How much do you give to them? How much is like there for them to figure out by themselves like Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like that contributed to yours that you were like you had some stuff to figure out on your own? Yeah. Um, my parents, I'm extremely grateful for it. Um, back then I wasn't because I was stuck in my ways when I was a little kid, but, um, they wouldn't let me do this or they wouldn't give me this like when I wanted it or something like that. Like if they did, I wouldn't have saved my money up for something, you know, like I would have never learned the lesson of financial, like intelligence you know or just any like it applies to everything not just like financial stuff but just hard lessons or like in sports like oh I don't want to do this anymore like with hockey or something because it was a hard game and we lost and I whatever like you've moved past it and you tackle the next game and then I score the next game like you have to like learn these things and learn these adversities to be able to come out like on top is that where is that where the confidence comes from too? From what hockey or just <laughs> uh, having no choice, but to go at stuff alone. Yeah. And then, and then seeing the outcome. That's a good question. Um, I want to say that like going alone at something definitely teaches you things, but there's also value to like having a support team. I'm not saying the best way to raise a kid is to just leave them out in the dust and see like, what happens, you know, like they're going to learn some stuff and they're going to learn stuff quick, but it might not be like the healthiest way (laughs) which they're learning stuff. So we need healthy adversity, not toxic adversity. Ah, Okay. Okay. Let's distinguish those two (laughs) things. But I think there's definitely value in having like a support team as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious because, you know, we've kind of talked about this mentality you have of, I took it on myself or had no choice or, you know, there's kind of this theme of, yeah, I don't know this like I'm I'm invi- I'm painting this picture in my head of of a younger Peyton just saying well whatever I'm gonna go do it anyway type of yeah you know, there's type pros of and cons to it let's back up really quick there's definitely pros and cons to it and you and I have talked a lot about it just like as far as business goes like taking on everything is not healthy 
And that's, again, probably stemming from some not so great adversity. Um, and we share that. We share that <laughs> curse. Like, I'll do it myself. Like, I'll just get it done. Um, there's definitely, again, opportunities that come from it because, like, the job's getting done. So it's definitely opening up something. Um, but there's probably a healthier way to go about it for sure. Have there ever been times when you were like, you had that kind of, I'm going to just go for it mentality and it backfired. Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I can't think of any, have you? And maybe that's the point, you know, like, that's is there any, because even if it on the books failed, did it fail? Right. Like, let's define failure. You know yeah, what like I mean? I'm, I'm, I, no, <laughs> we'll get I, into it. Like what, let's define failure. That's the thing. Do it's, you even fail? I don't even know if that exists because I was, I'm, you know, we, we joke, but we're serious that yeah. we, we share a blessing and a curse. A hundred percent. Which is the inability <laughs> to turn it off. Yeah. And, you know, just like, go get it done. Mm-hmm. I, I've had conversation after conversation with you where I'm like, you know, yeah. preaching, you you know, telling you all this stuff. And I'm like, and do what like I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and just do it even though I'm not, you know, whatever. But um, no, that's an interesting thing to think about because I'm trying to think if there's ever been a time where I've regretted my ambition. Because you've like everything you've done from what I've heard, like you go all in too. all in. Is there anything that on the book you failed at? Or is it something that like just didn't go the exact way you thought? Is that considered a failure? You know? No. Like what's considered a failure? Quitting. Quitting. Giving up. But like, if we're talking in the sense of going all out, that doesn't mean quitting. No, that's the, what that's, I think the key component is like, uh, a failure is different than failing. Yeah. You know, like if, if you failed, it's over. Yeah. I fail all the time, but then go all in Yeah. in a different way or use the, you know, use the lessons or whatever. Mm -hmm. I've never considered that if like, because I, I sometimes get, I, I, on many occasions actually get pushback that my ambition sometimes is hard to handle and I understand it. Like the, my kind of hard charging mentality is is difficult to mm-hmm. be around and it is i'm yeah. i'm i've got weakness after weakness after weakness yeah in terms of if it's ever backfired or failed or you know that i've regretted it i don't think so mm-hmm. and that actually kind of jazzes me up to think about that because i've thought forever of like the last thing i want to know is that it didn't work because i could have done more what if what if interesting to think about yeah so with that knowing the and we should probably talk about the downsides of that too there's definitely downsides because (laughs) we're tired all the time yeah fatigue stress all the time burnout uh mine's going a million miles a minute million miles you know the list is so long Mm -hmm. like i i I, it's not necessarily healthy it's not there's definitely a better way you and i or people like us could go about it what would be the better way? Pacing. Treating it like a literal run. Yeah. Like not going all in on the first mile and just being gassed the rest of the time. Don't you think though that the the that the hobbies 
So it's so funny now that I'm thinking about these parallels, you know, the, the mentality that you and I share of going all in and like, yeah. you know, chasing it, they also present themselves in similar, similar ways. Yeah. Like here I am, I'm about to talk about how, well, of course there's balance because I exercise and I do these other things or whatever while well, I'm training but for a like, hundred yeah. mile, you know, <laughs> ultra marathon or, you know, you're, yeah. you're checking grown men to the ground in, in <laughs> hockey or whatever. So it's almost just like you're taking that ambition and that that all in Mm -hmm. mentality and putting it somewhere else i would be curious your perspective if that variety that we talked about early on Mm -hmm. if that's helping with stability a hundred percent because if it were all in on one thing yeah it would maybe be unhealthy Mm -hmm. it might be healthy if you're all in on work yeah hockey baking yeah whatever candle making because by nature it forces kind of this shifting, mm-hmm. shifting gears and like, yeah, a, a version of rest yeah, somewhere I else. Yeah, I like back up too. Like I don't want to generalize everyone either because I feel like people have different personalities or different mindsets or different backgrounds or whatever. And it's like I'm gonna categorize you and I in the same one. I'm not gonna put labels and categories on anyone, but just like applying to you and I, what f- makes me relaxed is doing something active like yoga or going on a run or doing something physical like that. And then I have like work stimulation. So like coming to work and being creative and doing that type of stuff and being able to switch all of these things, being creative. Like if I, I love to paint, I love to cook. I love to do like candle making, like anything like that. Like there are different outlets that I can like switch between and it recharges. So like, I think some people though, what recharges them are just doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I think that's totally fine. Of course. But there's just different categories of people that we can't necessarily like generalize. Like if they're doing this, like we're not going to do that. And that's like not going to energize us. Like we have to like break it up and cat- categorize it a little bit. Do you think that that all in mentality mm-hmm. combine Cause there there's, so there's some cl- complexities here I want to unpack because we kind of talked about the all in nature of our personalities, yeah. where we put that energy. Mm-hmm. And earlier we talked about these intentional hard things like quitting drinking or quitting coffee or, yeah. you know, these goals that, that we set for ourselves. Do you think that's because there's a risk where that all in mentality could turn negative if there's aren't those parameters and those kind of like, what do you mean turn so- negative? Addiction, yeah, you know things like that, like uh, you know, all in on the wrong, yeah, thing, or mm-hmm. all in on a hundred percent. Oh my god, that's such a good way to put it. And I never thought about that till just now. But we both yeah. intentionally do that. Of like, I'm like I'm go, quitting drinking right now. Yeah, and I wonder it's if like, it's like to keep it in check. Almost, mm-hmm. I'm going to go in all in something, so it might as well be good for me. Mm. You know. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> like if I'm going to go all in have it you know it might as well be good for no me. matter what i'm gonna go all in so it can't be in drugs it can't be like doing something completely unhealthy because like i know i will do it so it might as well be something good for me and good for my soul do you find the more that you've had this all-in idea mm-hmm. and you've also experienced success does that like feed into it and then you know reaffirm your approach to things and make you want to do more of that or like what's the the feedback loop that you're getting from you know your life experiences and you're seeing how your relationships are panning out or your work or your hobbies or or whatever Mm -hmm. 
does it make you think through that stuff or does it like reinvigorate you? What's the, the, you know, the, the evidence of feedback that you're experiencing in other parts of your life on it? Yeah, it's definitely a feedback loop. Like looking at it from a business sense, especially in the field that we're in, if you go all in on a video or a commercial or whatever, it's noticeable. And like the recognition you get is definitely like, it's fulfilling like a hundred percent. And then with personal life stuff, like when I gave up drinking or doing drugs and all that stuff, I like just started focusing on myself and going all in on just like making myself a better person. And I found some of the greatest people and I'm now in a current relationship with someone who's freaking amazing. And it wouldn't have happened if I didn't go all in on myself and just again, shedded that skin, both when we're talking about personal stuff, business stuff, like anything. He's also a decent softball player. He's all right. Shout out. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he can be on the destroyers for at least one more year. We'll he give needs him to a learn how to hit a little bit anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll give him a, a temporary, you know, temporary contract for, yeah. for the year. Do you set goals? Yeah. Do you have a goal setting process? Like, do you? Yeah. Um, I like my new year's resolution. We'll just start there. Like I always do a new year's resolution. Like last year it was not drinking. And then it was also to relearn saxophone. Um, and I did those things. Cause like, if I'm, I have a little journal and it has like all of my things, like I need to check it off. Like, it's just something that I'm going to like have to do. And then I set smaller goals, like through the day, like I'm going to do yoga for at least 15 minutes, even if it is 15 minutes, or I'm going to eat healthy that day. And it's just like this like routine thing. And I guess like I definitely am a routine oriented person as much as like I seem sporadic and like don't want any boredom in my life. Like I'm definitely a routine oriented person. My calendar is ridiculous, but um, I'd set goals like even daily. It's so funny, the routine thing. I'm to the point now where if my routine gets thrown off, I'm like, I'm a terrible person. Yeah. Like I'm upset. <laughs> yeah. My wife will hear this and laugh like, yeah. you know, oh, sorry. You had to, you know, pick up Carter today sorry. at 11 and yeah. I'm like, that's going to ruin my whole day. Everything's all messed up yeah. now. <laughs> so I'm curious, like with goal setting and kind of this all in stuff, are you where you thought you'd be at 24? Are you further than you thought you'd be? Are you not as far as you wanted to be like holistically speaking, you know, from a, uh, and I don't even know if you've ever looked at it from that perspective, yeah. but are you, are you like, you know, are you proud of where you're at? at I'm a hundred percent proud of where I'm at. Um, I, I can't say though that like, I thought I would be right where I'm at or like, I'm more of that. Cause I'm kind of just like a go, go with the flow almost. But, um, yeah, that's a that's a tough question. I've never like looked at it like that. Are you where you think you would be like ten years ago? Would you say that you're happy with where you are? Yeah, I I struggle with or like where you could be. Like, do you think you're in the right spot? If I'm being totally honest, <laughs> am I? Wait, am I interviewing you? Yeah. <laughs> Who's on this spot? Yeah. Who's the guest here? <laughs> well, I I struggle with uh, that constant ambition, thinking I should be further ahead than I am. Yeah. I all the time am like, what if I, why am I not here I share that or with there? you. I share that with you. But I think that just contributes to our like go-getter mentality. It's like, but if we look back like three years, like, and you look back at like everything you've accomplished, like, do you think like it was all, I don't know, worth it or not worth it, but like. So what I think, where I think the balance can happen with this all in go-getter 
curse, curse. that people like us have <laughs> is if you can find a way to find joy and happiness on the way. Mm-hmm. Because I've learned, and I and I think it, I'm curious if you know if it relates to your your perspective. But are, are you familiar with the finish line fallacy? Mm-mm. So so many times, generally speaking, generalizing with you know the uh, American population, right. everybody thinks that this next thing will be that ticket to happiness. Like if I get this promotion, then I'll be happy. Or if I get this raise, I'll be happy. Or I get that bigger house, I'll You're be happy. Or, chasing you know, it. whatever. And what ends up happening is you hit the finish line and you're not happy. Mm-hmm. The same life still exists. The thing happened and then there's a new finish line. Mm-hmm. And there's this kind of always like, I'll be happy when mm-hmm. mentality. Yeah. And I think that that's dangerous in general. I think it's extremely dangerous for hard chargers you know, for, for high performing driven, driven people, because those finish lines are also huge and require a ton of work and sacrifice and things like that. And I think one of the most dangerous things that can happen is that you get there after all the work and sacrifice Mm -hmm. and you've measured this like happiness moment on something that won't impact happiness and, and you'll get there and change it. So that's what I'm working on is like being grateful for where I am. Yeah simultaneously ambitious as ever for the next thing Mm -hmm. and like balancing that of being joyful and appreciative and and happy but also yeah staying in in pursuit do you feel like that applies do you feel like that applies to you yeah that's crazy to think about like just always chasing something chasing greatness no but like always chasing something and you accomplish that goal and oh my gosh it like just applies like what I was saying like I was able to go one year without alcohol and there's like something new to chase, you know, like there's just always something new to go after and accomplish. It's just, I'm not sure if, I don't know how to put it. Like if you're accomplishing like all of these goals, like is it fulfillment to you? Like once you're done with that goal or are you more fulfilled on the process? Like after, like now that I've done that, like what else can I do? Like, is there fulfillment in that or is there fulfillment in just accomplishing one goal at a time? Yeah. And that's, that's the question. (laughs) There's the million dollar question. I do know that chemically. Yeah. Dopamine especially is released in pursuit of goals. Mm -hmm. So like that's the 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 process. Yeah. That's the process. And, and there's some fulfillment in, working towards something mm-hmm. that, that, that we're getting, you know, we're getting chemical feedback that, that it's a worthwhile endeavor. There's definitely a, you know, happy chemicals that happen with accomplishment of course, too. Yeah. Um, but they're fleeting and they, you know, they, they kind of go away fast. Um, and you know, that, that cycle, that cycle kind of continues. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious with where you're at right now, do you feel satisfied? Do you feel, do you feel happy? You feel fulfilled? I'm happy. Um, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied, though. I feel like there's always something new that I could be working on. There's always something new I could be accomplishing. There's always a new project that I'm looking forward to. Like, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied, but I'm happy with where I'm at currently because I don't think I'm any always satisfied. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always pushing forward. I'm always looking for my next goal. Yeah. And you feel like that, that kind of always pushing, always looking for the next goal. Do you feel like that's contributing to a, to a rich life? A hundred percent. Cause if you don't have anything to look forward to, then what's the point? 
you know like if you're just stuck in the mundane what like what thrill of life is that you know like that's that to me and I'm not generalizing anyone but that to me is a terrible fear of just living mundane and not doing something new that's why you do so much cool stuff because I'm bored (laughs) but yeah like just the process of learning something new and like struggling through it like let me tell you picking up saxophone again was hard like really really hard but like now I can play like where I was at almost and it's like that's that's freaking rewarding so with the saxophone though like here's where I want I need to like get in your head a little okay let's just use the saxophone for an example there's because there's many things Mm -hmm. what's the end goal there I mean, are we going to master that? Are we going to keep going at it? Is it a, you know, we're, we're picking it up right now and getting back to where we were. Like Mm -hmm. where, where does generally speaking, help me understand, like when, when do you then feel satisfied? I don't think I have an end goal and I'm looking at that across the board with anything. Like I don't, I don't have an end goal with like playing music again or like my candle company like I'm just happy to like do it right now and like people enjoy my candles or whatever like I'm just happy with the process the process of freaking struggling through sheet music that's freaking hard <laughs> but um the little wins is what I enjoy more than the big win do you ever rest do I ever rest like truly rest like do you ever get true leisure I've been better at it I've definitely been better at it because I've been finding a lot more balance and especially with starting Ascent, like it's a big boy job (laughs) to put it in small terms, but, um, there's a lot more balance in it, um, that I need to find probably, but I think I'm getting better at it. Yeah. Yeah. When you do rest or find leisure, do you, do you actually like let yourself mentally rest or do you feel, do you feel guilt? Why are you calling me out right now, Ben? Um, I think at the start, it was hard to, I would feel guilty. Like I need to be doing this or I need to be doing that. And I'm, I feel lazy. Like I should be getting up and doing stuff. Like there was guilt and it wasn't actual rest, even though I was sitting on the couch and watching a movie or whatever. Um, but again, like I want to back up. Like I think people's rest are different. Yeah. I think a lot of people are trying to define it as like one thing is just sitting on the couch and doing absolutely nothing. But to me like I get charged up by doing yoga or I get charged up by just like going on a run or playing hockey like stuff that's like physical to take off energy off more mental stuff yeah well and and what I think is it's tiring but I think what's what's cool about the you know the perspective or the mentality of like this variety of things and allowing these different life paths to stay open by showing up and you know kind of these themes that that we've talked about Mm mm-hmm what it does is it creates for a roller coaster of a life. Yeah. And and that's one of the things I've been trying to be I've been actively pursuing with joy, with hap- like with enjoyment is experiencing stuff. Good, bad or ugly, you know, whatever it might be, showing up to the thing, going to the game, doing yeah. the run, you know, meeting the client, whatever it is like cuz then I I look back and I realize that I'm experiencing things yeah. which is giving me broader perspective. And helping me understand people differently, mm-hmm. helping me be more empathetic, letting me build stronger relationships with people. And yeah. like, you know, all of this stuff has, has combined to what I'm calling a rich life, you know, mm-hmm. like living a rich life that's full of a wide variety of experiences. The caveat to that, though, is that it's tiring. It is tiring. But think about it. Like, 
all of these things like let's we'll, we'll just put it in terms of ascent but like all of these projects we've done and all of this experience that we've done we would not be where we are right now if it wasn't for those and the people we've met and the people they've introduced us to and like all of the great experiences and going to a rodeo every Wednesday and meeting new people there and going to a powwow like just the cultural cultural like dive into that was incredible learning all of these new things all of these new experiences like that's that's what I want to do too that's a rich life that's a rich life What's been your favorite project? Actually, just oh, for you fun. Ask that every time. For, just for fun. <laughs> uh, we, it is cool to, to mention, and that's one of the things why, well, it's one of the reasons I love video production yeah. specifically as a, you know, our, a service that we offer because it takes us places mm-hmm. and it connects us with people and it lets us hear others' stories. In fact, for what it's worth, just for a fun like insight, you, for anybody listening, Peyton and I and the whole team were a year into a 15-month feature-length documentary project. Yeah. Part of that process has been some very in-depth interviews with yeah. people. And I've been interviewing people for many times. The, the dynamic is, is that Peyton's behind the camera. I'm sitting next to Peyton, you know, yeah. conducting an interview and, and talking to people. And that has been actually what inspired me to start the podcast in general was mm-hmm. all the interviews that we've done for the various video projects because I've loved just hearing from people and like getting their perspective and learning from them. And there's always these little nuggets that I'm like, I never thought of life that Mm -hmm. way, or I never looked at it, you know, that way. And it's been so cool in our world. I mean, we have literally traveled all over the country. Yeah. We've ridden in private airplanes. We've ridden in helicopters. We've ridden in trains. We've road tripped. I mean, we've been, we've we've been in boats. Yeah, we have. I'm trying to think if there's a mode of transportation (laughs) we haven't motorcycles motorcycles (laughs) all of it we've done a lot and all over the place doing you know freezing cold snowstorms hot desert days yeah uh, you know you name it all all over the place which has been so enriching for me like I've loved the last few years of the things we've gotten to experience and the people we've got to meet and the stories we've got to tell so to tee all that up an impossible question but if you had to pick one What's the your favorite project that we've worked on and why? Ooh, you always ask me this. I should have came prepared. Hmm. I think the one that's coming to mind right now. I have two of them. Can I say two? You're allowed. This is a safe space. You're okay, allowed I was to like, say am two. Am I allowed yeah. to say I won't, two? We won't tell our boss. Um, when I'm able to combine what I love with what I do for work, like I already love what I do for work but to be able to combine my interest with work has been incredible being able to do something um like that's so fulfilling and i would say recently working with the symphony has been incredible like i love working with the symphony like it's just so entertaining i've had so many ideas i've wanted to do for years for them and i'm finally being able to like apply to it And then with True Western Roundup, like the rodeo and stuff, like I've always loved rodeo, like always. So now I get to film it, like it's a dream. Like it's a literal dream, like being able to do stuff like that. Aren't we so lucky? We're so lucky. We get to do... And and Go ahead. (laughs) That's what I want to bring up too. Like everyone who has like jobs and stuff that they do like, like it's so easy to fall into the habit of like, all right, I got to go to work to get, like I got to go to work again or whatever. Like zoom out. You're doing like what you f- love to do, and you're getting paid for it. Like, 
and you get to do it every single day of the week instead of like going and sitting at a cute not no hate on the people who like cubicle jobs but like just like what your passion is like being able to do that every single day and make a living out of it like you have to zoom out sometimes pretty cool you have to zoom out speaking of that like finish line yeah fallacy and you know the this like zoom out perspective um there's a, uh, I follow him on social media. His name's Hermosi and he's a very successful entrepreneur and got a lot of philosophies that I, that I relate with, but he has a quote that just hits me in the gut every oh, no. time I hear it. All right. I'm ready. You've already accomplished things you said would make you happy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, why zoom out, realize where you are. I think that's why it's so important not to like dwell on the past, but take inventory. Like look at what you wish you had five years ago you're probably where you're at and you're not being grateful for it. And like, you're always asking us in meetings, like, what are you grateful for? And I always feel so guilty saying like, I have a roof over my head and like food and stuff like that. But like, think about it. Like I was a broke college student. Like I was there, whatever. And now I like have a home and I have a dog. Like I have always wanted, like we'll back up. I've always wanted a freaking dog. And now I have a dog. Like just don't ever bring it to the office again. No, please don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> But it's just like, it's so easy to look over like the mundane of life and like the simple things. But it's like five years ago, like I would have killed to have this killed for it. How do you keep that into perspective? How, how do you, you mm-hmm. keep that? Like I am where I am and I'm grateful for it. How do you zoom out? Do you zoom out enough? I feel like we could all zoom out more everyone. Um, I don't know like how I apply that to daily life. Do you find yourself zooming out enough? I'm trying. Yeah. I need to be better at it. Because mm-hmm. I am where I want to be. Yeah. You know, you asked me that question earlier and I hesitated of like, oh, I, I think I should be more successful. I think yeah. I should be making more money. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm thrilled with where I'm at. Yeah. Thrilled. Yeah. If you would have asked me a few years ago if I'd be doing this, I'd, I'd be like, that's the dream. Yeah. Because like if you're not grateful for where you're at, like... I'll get hippie, but the universe isn't going to give you anything more because you're not grateful for what you have now, you know, like you have to take inventory of what you have now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that those, those gratitude, that those, those gratitude mentality makes huge differences because it makes, it it impacts everything else. And and I really do believe that our perceptions become our realities. And when we're practicing intentional gratitude, it opens up all these other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's powerful. And not but, just like saying what you're grateful for, like just to like, oh, I'm grateful for this. Like actually being grateful for something and like, I don't know how to put this. Like there's so many people who don't have food on their plate. There are so many people who are homeless. There are so many people who don't have like anything. And if we don't even take inventory of like, the smallest, smallest things, like what's the point of expanding and growing, you know? Yeah. Which is probably contributes to that, that ability to zoom out Yeah, and like seeing these other, you know, other perspectives. I mean, I look at the current events across the world and I'm just so dang grateful that my kids are safe. Right. You know, like those little things and that, and that, that's easy for me. Yeah. Being grateful for where I am on my life trajectory right. requires more work. Yeah. But the gratitude for those other components is, is something I, I work on. But so Here's an interesting one, because I think one of the things that has helped us with this intensity and, you know, this all in these like 
this work ethic, all these themes that, you know, that we've touched on. Yeah. It's important to note, though, that it's because I think because we're doing the stuff we're passionate about. How, what would be your advice to people that, net, you know, are listening and they're like, well, I, I don't know what I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. you know, or there's not the thing that, that energizes me yeah. yet. Like how, how did you find the passion for video? Like what, what was the, you know, did, did, do you, did you develop the passion? Have you done enough things that you found that's the passion? Like what, what's the advice to people that are like, I love that idea, but I know I'm not passionate. Don't be scared to try new things. Like don't go into something knowing you're going to hate it. You know, like there's always something you could do stepping out of your comfort zone. To me, it's this podcast. Like this is no offense. Like this is probably a harder thing for me to do. Cause like, I don't like talking in front of a camera and that's why I'm behind it all the time. But like, you have to try new things in order to grow. You're not going to grow doing the same thing over and over and over again. Cause you're going to get the same freaking result. Dr. Doug Miller, when he was on, and I loved it because I, I relate to it so much adamant about growth cannot happen unless you're outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and trying new things, I think would apply you have to, to try being outside things. of the comfort zone. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be like monumental things, but just like trying new things. Like, I don't know, like if you're into yoga, like just trying a new flow, like just try something new. It doesn't need to be like huge where it's changing your entire life. But you got to try like little things and build up that brain muscle of trying new things and not being scared of it to get to those bigger things. Maybe that's, you know, because I asked you earlier about like where this kind of confidence mm-hmm. to take it upon yourself or to, to show up. Yeah. I wonder if it's because there's been a track record of trying new things and now like the fear of the new isn't there. I don't know. I'm No, yeah, that's a good point. I could definitely see that. I think there's a lot of value in, again, like trying new things and like what we were saying, new experiences, like you learn so much stuff from it and it might open up a new opportunity where you do end up liking something, you know? Yeah. What's next? What's next? Yeah. Like what's the, you know, the Peyton ambition has to be looking at something. What's the, what's the, where are you headed? Where's the goals? Where, where's this energy being put into right now? As far as business or something? All of it. All of it? Life. Yeah. Um, as far as business goes, um, definitely Edison wanting to grow our projects, grow our team, um, try new things, more experiences, like same thing like we were just talking about. Like I want to continue that. Um, with Durango Candle, a new collection's coming very soon. I'm not going to say when. Should we plug it? Yeah, should we plug it right Let's now? Let's plug it. <laughs> uh what's the new collection the new collection it's called the essentials um it i have two other collections and they're pretty narrow so i wanted to create something that was more broad for a bigger audience um because not everyone knows what durango is so i have a durango collection not everyone's into astrology so i don't want to do necessarily that so i picked like an essentials um yeah that's my plug you can find it at DurangoCandleCompany.com. <laughs> DurangoCandleCo.com. Yeah, let's get that straight. DurangoCandleCo.com. <laughs> um, and then eventually, I don't know when this is going to happen, but one of my goals in life is to create a cookbook. So I'm working towards that. But right now I'm just experimenting and having fun with the process. It was so fun when I saw the uh, Plates by Peyton yeah. rebirth. Yeah. And you thought I was being sarcastic. I thought you were. I thought you were. 
<laughs> I love it. Again, just like another little outlet. Like, and that's what's really interesting too. Like, I'm going to bring that up. It's fun that what we do is marketing because anything else we do outside of marketing, we're able to market. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, I have fun doing that. So like a stupid video of me making cheesecakes for a freaking Christmas party. Like, it's so easy to just set up my phone and quickly make a reel out of it because like, that's what I do for a living and that's what I enjoy to do. So how can I like apply that to other parts of life? Like it's so easy to like cross promote or like cross like hemispheres. Let your, let your talents kind of bleed in kind of combine. Yeah. Yeah. How does Caleb feel about all the ambition? He's the same way. Is he? Yeah. He, and that's what was really refreshing is just being with someone who shares that same mentality because it's so easy to be with someone who's not like that and they are dragging you down or like pulling you down and stuff and you're kind of like tied to an anchor um it's refreshing being able to like share the same like qualities and personality with someone he's definitely a more like outgoing outspoken person but he definitely has the drive and ambition that i do i just have it a little bit silenter silenter <laughs> yeah. quieter I, I, i'm sorry i i feel like yours is more apparent Maybe it's because I, I work with you more closely. Yeah. I feel like the drive and ambition on your end is louder, if anything. I think it's louder because it's across a bunch of different stuff, but he's just passing it with one thing and he goes all in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And he's got a great story too. He it's does. so fun to see you guys like growing together and, yeah. you know, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's fun to be watching. Yeah. You know, watching from the sidelines, all of it. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. Like just who we picked to be with in life and everything. And there was a while there where I was like, I'm going to wait a freaking long time. Cause I don't want to like waste my time. And I don't want to like be with someone who's not there to grow to. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what's really fun. Cause you're not going to stop growing. I'm not going to stop. And like, that's what was hard with past relationships is like, I did stop. <clears throat> <laughs> and it's not just like relationships, like, like love relationships or anything like it's not just that like it goes across the board family relationships friendships business relationships like you have to apply it to like all of life yeah and if you're not growing you're not feeling the fulfillment yeah you're in that quote of like you are the five people you hang out most with and stuff like I take that so serious like I'm not here to waste my time and I know that sounds really harsh but it's just like I'm not here to waste my time and just dilly dally along and that's been the other unique thing about you is you've always had this confidence to just march to the beat of your own drum. Yeah. Like you, you have circles of friends in that are so diverse yeah. and like, <laughs> and I, I think that that's, it, it sounds like that's pretty intentional of choosing who you're spending your time with and who you're being around because you know, it's going to influence it impacts. You know, these outcomes. Yeah. I've observed that from you for years of like, in you know, what ways I'm curious, uh, you know, the, the way that you've connected with, Everybody. I yeah. mean, the, the, the sports teams, the, mm-hmm. the Harley teams, the, you know, the, all yeah. of it. The, I've, I've just watched you, like, insert yourself into these subcultures yeah. um, intentionally and, and, like, get little bits of, yeah. of insight from them all. Yeah, it's just so interesting being able to do something like that. Like, let me tell you, I don't know Jack about Harleys, but, like, just the people and the culture that they have there, like, it's just so fascinating to, like, dive yourself into something new. It's awesome. I don't know. It's great. Yeah. Peyton, thank you so much for being who you are, because I need to tell you this. You, you truly inspire me, and from day one, I mean, even 
you know, we're, we're wrapping up, but just for, you even had the confidence to reach out to me when you were, you know, still in school and yeah. even, even, <laughs> even your ambition and, and confidence stood out then, yeah. you know, way back when you're interviewing me for a, for a, a senior, senior sem project. <laughs> but I want you to know that the ambition doesn't go unnoticed. The passion doesn't go unnoticed. The, the depth and the, the authenticity that you bring to the things that you do. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so refreshing to be around you because you know that if Peyton's going to be involved, whether it's work or play or life or yeah. relationships or whatever, that she's going to be involved all in. Yeah. And I just need you to know how important that is and how much it matters because it impacts everybody around you. You are, you're a multiplier and a, a value adder. Oh, and that. the <laughs> the things that you're involved with are better because you're involved with them. And I think it contributes obviously to the talents you have, but also because of the mentality you bring to being involved with them of going all in yeah. and whether it's our softball team or, you know, your, your life pursuits and hobbies or, yeah. or our projects here at work. And I just am sincerely grateful for it. I appreciate and you it. need to know how much it matters because the world needs more of that. I think if, if more people were truly all in on things, mm-hmm. we'd have a little bit different outcomes than, you know, than we have sometimes. So thank you for being you. Thank you for going all in as hard as that is sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, and thank you for letting me, you know, pick your brain and, and learn from you because you inspire the heck out of me. And, you know, I just, I just admire, I admire you. I appreciate it. And thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Cause I know it's definitely extensive too. I appreciate it. <laughs>